Hello and welcome to the Busy Mom's Guide to Meditation. I'm your host, Molly Rodriguez, and I can't wait to walk you through all my tips and tricks on how to create a successful meditation practice for yourself and how to incorporate your children into that practice. So, are you ready? Hello. Last week I recorded my distractions episode and dealing with distractions during meditation and somehow it did not save and I am sure I saved it. So here we go again. Hopefully I can remain cohesive as I record this. (laughs) Wish me luck. Anyway, in dealing with noise and distractions during meditation, what we are going to focus on is, well, just that, is increasing your focus. Um, That's not to say that you have to focus on clearing your mind of any and all thoughts and distractions and things that are going on. That's not what we're getting at at all, because as mothers, we all know that's really hard and pretty much impossible. And this is why a lot of mothers choose not to meditate, because there's just no way that we can completely turn it all off. And that is actually one of the most difficult forms of meditation is completely clearing the mind of everything. A lot of times you'll achieve it and it'll last for a couple seconds and then in come your thoughts right, <laughs> right back in there again. And that is fine. That's normal. What we want to get to is allowing those thoughts to come in acknowledging that they're there, not attaching to them, and letting them pass. In doing that, you will be able to increase your focus. You'll actually learn what your thought patterns are, and you will be able to do the work that you're setting out to do, whether it is a body meditation, whether it is Just that, focusing on what kind of thought patterns are happening in your mind, because when they're happening so fast and racing thoughts are going through your brain, it's hard to tell what those thought patterns actually are. We generally only can pay attention to the loudest ones. So, um, that will be, you know, a whole nother topic, but we'll get there. Not today, but we'll get there. Um, or doing some type of journey or um, experiential meditation. So that being said, we are trying to come into the present. We are trying to lose track of time. And you can do this in so many ways. But having that focus on what is in front of you, what you are doing in the present moment, is what we want to work on so that you can get the most out of your meditation without worrying about the construction outside or the loud bird that is singing outside your window (laughs) at the most inconvenient time, or even worrying about, you know, the toy that's too loud that your child is playing with while you're trying to meditate. So 
in that we have previously talked about the five senses and having your space set up. And this helps immensely because your mind wants to go into that space when you sit down amid all of your items that get you into that calm, tranquil, meditative space. And that's not to say every meditation is going to be calm and tranquil. I love, you know, playing with my boys and getting into that meditative mindset that way and losing track of time as we're running around the house or outside. Um, or having a dance party. Dancing and shaking the body is one of the best ways to tone the nervous system, get out of your head, and just feel and move. But right now we're talking about a sitting meditation and how to not get distracted so you can actually focus on what you're trying to focus on, which is your meditation. Oh, sorry. This is a lot of rambling today. (laughs) Really wish I had that other one that got deleted anyway. Um, so as you sit down to meditate and you have your space set, how do you deal with when you get into that really good meditation and you just feel like you're floating and your body feels amazing and you're so relaxed and all of a sudden the neighbor's dog starts barking. Does it jerk you out of your meditation? All of a sudden you are so alert because you weren't expecting it. And this is more about nervous system regulation than anything else because when we are in that space of getting startled. When we are in that space of surprise, it actually turns us on to the fight or flight response. And it is that stress response that we're so used to living in. And as we are teaching our bodies to relax and get out of that, there are still going to be times where it turns on and we don't want it. So when that happens, just bringing your awareness back to your breath, bringing your awareness to slowing down, focusing on your breath, bringing it down into the belly and relaxing the body again, releasing tension anywhere that it's being stored going back to the body scan. You can take a few moments, a couple minutes to let the body relax again. And in doing that, you are showing your body that it is safe. You are teaching your body that even though you got startled, you are safe, you can relax And you can come back into that state of ease, that state of rest and digest. And you can then proceed with your meditation. And when doing this with children, um, because they're 
attention spans are so much shorter than ours. Having the space set up for them around you is really, really beneficial. Having toys set up in that space, like stuffed animals or things that are quiet to play with, is really important because if they have things available, they're less likely, not saying it'll never happen, but they are less likely to go and grab things like blocks or anything battery powered that makes noise. And that will keep the noise to a minimum. Depending on the age of your child, you can also explain to them that quiet helps you concentrate. And when you have that time to be able to do your meditation, it actually benefits the whole family because you are able to be calm. You are able to focus and you are able to take care of yourself so that you can better take care of them. And this teaches your children boundaries, which is so important in every aspect of their lives. When we show them that we have healthy boundaries, it in turn helps them to learn how to set boundaries of their own. And this can look so many different ways from being able to say, hey, I really don't want to do that right now to, you know what, I kind of need some space by myself. My son has gotten really good at doing that and just taking the time for himself when he needs it, which is, I think, especially important now that he's started school and he's around people all day long. So his teacher actually told me that sometimes he'll just go off and play by himself. And the teacher always goes and checks on him and says, hey, like, what's going on? Did something happen? Do you want to play with anybody? And he just kind of responds with, no, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm happy playing with, by myself. This is what I want right now. And I think that's so important. And so in showing your children that you have boundaries and that they're healthy for you to take time to focus on yourself and turn inward, it shows them that they can do the same. And that's a beautiful thing to watch your children do. But if you have younger children who aren't going to understand so much the idea that you have to take time for yourself so that you have more to give to them, um, you can still explain it. I highly recommend you still explain it um, because that's how they're going to learn. You explain it and then you show it. So you can just explain what you're going to be doing. Tell them I'm only going to be doing this for a couple minutes. And then I can talk to you. Then I can listen to you. Then I can deal with whatever needs that may arrive, arise in the next, you know, 10 minutes. But in that explanation, they're learning and they can, they're getting reassured that you will have time for them after this. And giving them that reassurance is so important, especially as they're developing and and creating these boundaries themselves is knowing that you are not ignoring them, knowing that you are doing something that is going to help you be more present when you are not in that space, 
when you are not taking that time for yourself. And so they will be learning through just watching you. And as always, you know, I always say they have their space set, have it set up so that when you're in that meditation, they do come and try to talk to you, try to tell you something, try to pull your attention. You can pat their little seat next to you and invite them to sit with you. You don't even have to open your eyes or take your focus off of your meditation. You can just invite them quietly to sit next to you or to lay next to you. You can open your arms and invite them in to either get a hug if they need that or sit in your lap and wait until you're done. Having their space set also includes having those toys where you can hold up a hand which can remind them that you are taking this time. It solidifies that boundary and it tells them that you hear them, you know they're there, and it's going to be just a couple minutes. So what happens if you have a baby? (laughs) And this is something that I am very close to at the moment, um, being just a couple weeks from delivery myself. And something that I remember from having my boys being babies is that I would try to take time for myself during nap times. And so often I would sit down finally and two seconds later they would be awake and crying and wanting me. And how do you deal with that in meditation? If you have sat down, you've begun your meditation and all of a sudden the baby wakes up and starts crying. You don't want to be jarred out of that meditative state. It's just like we talked about earlier, the neighbor's dog barking that sets you into that space of startle. It kind of gets you into that state of fight or flight. And when you are, when you hear your baby cry, you want to get up and go and care for them immediately. I understand that. But if you take the time to wiggle the fingers and toes, stretch a little bit before you open your eyes and go care for them, you are actually calming your own nervous system, which in turn helps regulate theirs. Babies can't regulate their own nervous systems. They do it off of us. So by taking the time to make sure that you are in a calm state, that you've taken the time to come back into the present so that you can calmly go into their room and see what they need is so much better than immediately snapping your eyes open, jumping up and running over to their crib with your elevated heart rate. And you're looking around like, what do you need? And you're almost in a state of panic because you wanted to get there fast. You want to be able to care for their needs. And That is totally understandable, but they feed off that too. They can feel that you're stressed. They can feel that you rushed. They can sense that elevated heart rate. So by taking this like 10 seconds, 15 seconds to wake up the body and come back to the present to be calm and in a state of just ease to go and care for their needs is 
I guess my recommendation, <laughs> can't tell you what to do, but it is something that will help regulate your child's nervous system from birth. This also kind of speaks to taking care of the self. Um, and in all of this, you are kind of making sure that your needs are met so that you can meet theirs. And in doing that, you are giving yourself, you're filling your cup first, really. And as mothers, that is so difficult to do because we often put ourselves on the back burner. We put everybody else's needs first because we want them to be happy. We want them to be cared for. We want them to know we love them. And of course we do. And by taking that time to care for yourself, put yourself first to make sure that you have your needs met before you go and meet their needs is a little bit like putting your oxygen mask on in the airplane before somebody else's. Because you can't very well help somebody if you are drained. I know we hear this all the time. I know I hear it all the time, but it's still really difficult to put into practice. And I have to constantly remind myself to do this. But when I started making that change, my life changed for the better. My family recognized that I wasn't as stressed. I wasn't as I wasn't rushing everywhere. I wasn't as tired. And I was happier. Of course, they all made me happy. Seeing them happy and feeling loved made me happy. But there is a deeper sense of fulfillment when you start putting your needs at a priority that they can all feel. And they still feel loved. They still feel seen. If anything, it's gotten better. And our connections have gotten deeper and stronger because they can see that I'm also happy. They can see that I also feel loved because it is a two-way street. So by taking that time for yourself and focusing your attention on yourself, you can actually benefit the whole family. I know I said that before, but it really is true. And I'm telling you this from experience. Anyway, coming back to the idea (laughs) of focus and distractions, our focus in dealing with distractions and meditation, it really does depend where you're putting your focus. Um, And that's kind of how I got in this roundabout ex- explanation of caring for your own needs and yourself. But that, you know, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. <laughs> and I do want to say that practice really does make perfect and it does help so much when you are trying to get past the distractions and the noise that comes up during meditation that just naturally happens when you are trying to sit down and meditate in a modern world. I hope you have some good experiences and start seeing some progress in dealing with distractions during meditations. And I would love to hear about it. You can always send me notes over social media. I am on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at Elemental Healing Meditations on either of those social media sites. And next week, we are going to be getting into how to schedule meditation into your busy schedule, as well as what does it mean 
to live your life as meditation. What do you think of when you hear those words, your life as meditation? Anyway, we will be getting into that next week. So catch you then. And I want to give a special shout out to my patron, Misty Rogers. Catch you next week on the Busy Mom's Guide to Meditation.